What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, and welcome to another fantastic episode of This Week in Reselling. And we have an amazing episode for you today, guys. We got to talk to our friend, Derek, from Reckless Hobbies and Collectibles. He not only sells online, he's a part owner of a brick-and-mortar store where he buys, sells, trades, collectible items guys we're talking about comic books we're talking about toys we're talking about hot wheels we get to talk about all this stuff the difference between selling online and selling in the store it's a great great time guys you're gonna enjoy it big time but guys we actually have a sponsor for today's episode of the podcast and that is none other than the coldest water bottle guys it's summertime it's getting hot and you need something to keep you nice and cool, a nice beverage. And what better way to keep that beverage nice and cold than the coldest water bottle? Guys, go check them out. Use the code FLIPPERS and get 10% off. And make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms, guys. The National Flippers on TikTok, The National Flippers on Instagram. Send us, a, send us an email thenationalflippers at gmail.com. Subscribe to the podcast, like always. Leave a five-star review. And subscribe to the YouTube. And without further ado, guys, here is the episode. God bless y'all. Alrighty, I think we're on. Derek, everybody, hello. Welcome to another episode of This Week in Reselling. I have my man Derek here with Reckless Hobbies and Collectibles. Good to see you, Derek. Thank you so much for coming on. We highly do appreciate it. So what's going on, Derek? Uh, Nothing really. Just got home, so had to jump on, bro. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, man. It's a pleasure. I know that uh, for the people that don't know, uh, Derek owns a – what would you call it, Derek? Like a – well, I guess – a collectible store, hobbies and collectibles, where people can go in and trade in some of their goods for uh, stuff in the store or store store credit or yeah, so cash. yeah, we do a buy sell trade. So we have RC cars, Hot Wheels, toys, comic books, a bunch of hobbies and collectibles. Pretty much like when you go in there, it's like a blast from the past, dude. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, that's like like we have a store here in Nashville. It's called the Great Escape, and it's you know same thing: records, toys, video games, like all that stuff. And I can easily drop tons of cash in there. So I gotta, I gotta be like real careful. It is. So, uh, so yeah. So Derek, your store is located. um, Just tell tell us before I get started into that, uh, Derek. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, bro. Uh, so my name is Derek. Um, I'm a full time reseller. So. Yeah, we have a store here in Vancouver, Washington. Um, I'm partnered with my brother, my cousin, and my nephew. Um, we opened up three years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're still a pretty new store. Um, we've always talked about opening up a store because all of us are collectors and resellers. So it literally kind of just fell in our lap and we're like, all right, let's just do this. You know, it was so. You know, so are you more like the uh, the person that's like day to day operations, or your your brother and your would you say your 
nephew. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a we're doing it like a it's a family business. Okay. So we're all there. We're all working it. Um, oh, that's nice. We all like if somebody needs time off, then we just cover for each other. It's 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 it, it works. You know. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So we got somebody jumping on, uh, Derek Street Prototype. I don't know if you know who that is. They say Geo. Geo, do you did you do you know who that is? Maybe I don't know who it is. Hey, that's uh, my cousin. He's um, he's one of the partners. Oh, word! What's yeah, up, man? man? Good to see you, bro. He's we got, uh, the diecast expert. Oh, dude, and we're gonna get into that for sure. But uh, again, guys. If you have a question for Derek, make sure you jump on and ask the question because it's going to be we got we got a great interview here planned. So, Derek, we, we were talking a little bit before we started from a person that his profession was a tattoo artist to someone that owns a collectible store. Like, give us a little bit of like that journey of like what, you know, like we, we were talking before, but just so the people yeah. know, like so, what, how did you transition? Because I feel like. Like I know that you're collectible, you're a collector of various things, but just that transition is—I think it's a little crazy to me. Yeah, so uh, I got into tattooing when I was about 18 years old, and then um, I was just—I was so passionate about tattooing, and I was also a collector at the time. So I go to toy shows, comic cons, and everything. That was—that was—it was just the art for me of anime and comic books, and I would decorate my. Uh, my tattoo station with just toys and comic books. So that was what everybody knew me as, you know, it was just the artist and collector. And then I started getting into reselling. It was my brother that actually introduced me to selling on eBay. So I would kind of buy and sell stuff just to kind of pay for my collecting habit. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was the one that introduced me to, he's like, you could sell anything. So it turned into, I bought a collection of comic books. It was like a long box. And I only wanted like five books out of there. And then I figured I'll sell the rest to, you know, make my money back and make a little bit more to keep collecting. And from there, it just kept going and going. And then when I stopped tattooing, I was like, I can make money reselling. So I just became a full-time reseller and just, you know, fell out of love with tattooing and just, just collecting was just all I was about. Nice. Now, what was the time pre period from you quitting your or transitioning from your tattoo your tattoo job to your owning this uh collectible store like in between that were you just doing reselling full-time uh kind of sort of like so i started doing um what was it so i started kind of getting out of tattooing when i was about 26 and I was still I was reselling on the side, and I kind of did the whole let me try out reselling full time and take a break from tattooing, and I did pretty well. And then, um, and then I got back into tattooing for a little bit, and and then I just started kind of like doing, you know, I was kind of falling back out of tattooing again. So I was like, oh, right, let me just try getting like a regular job and do the nine to five thing, try it out for a while, and then still reselling on the side and. It wasn't until I think I was like 28. I was like, I'm just gonna resell full time, and then I just did reselling full time for a good couple of years, 
and then the opportunity of the location that we have just kind of fell in our lap. So, you know, the price was good. It's in a good location. And it was literally next door to the tattoo shop that we had. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, like the landlord was cool with us. So he was like, I'll give you guys a good deal since you guys have the tattoo shop. And we're like, let's just give it a try, you know? Yeah. And then we opened up and it's kind of just that's been the life right now is just running the store. That's awesome. Um, sorry, I was sending Dustin a text. He says he hasn't gotten the link. Well, we sent a deep. But uh, um, so when you when you were doing that full full time between those two years, like what was your main source of finding things? Was it and then like how was it stressful for you? Like how how what? Because for me, man, like you know, I do have a full time job. Yeah, and I do you know reselling, you know, uh, on the side, of course. And then for me, you know, I have a wife. You know, like I have other responsibilities. <laughs> So it's like thinking about like having to depend on like all my income from coming from like people like selling stuff on like selling other people's stuff online. To me, like the idea of it just sounds stressful and overwhelming because I like doing reselling as a hobby and then making money on the side. But I don't know, man, like I'm just curious to what was that thought process for you? Uh, literally, I was waking up every day as soon as the Goodwill outlet opened. And I was there daily, just digging through bins, digging through bins. And then I'd go run around to other Goodwills and stuff in the area. And then I was constantly on offer up and Craigslist. Like somebody was selling a collection of something for a good price and I knew I can make money just by looking at the pictures, I'd buy it. And then I'd come home and spend the day listing, 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 and then it was just, it is stressful because, you know, like one week you might make, you know, a few thousand dollars. And then the next week, like you're not finding anything at the outlets, your sales are down. And it's just kind of like, kind of gets you in that head of like, what am I doing right now? Like, you know, and then you have another good week. So it's, it's really stressful and up and down, but honestly, I think it's really worth it, you know, just kind of doing your own thing and not having to deal with somebody breathing down your neck you know yeah i think that's the best part yeah that's um i think did you know a lot of people you know they scale by like you know doing pallets and stuff like that and starting to sell on amazon so you took like a different approach like you were saying like going and opening your own brick and mortar store yeah going that way which and you you've been in business three years now is that correct we've been in business three years so just um, the difference between selling online versus selling at a brick and mortar store, like, tell me a little bit about that. Like, what would you like, like, you know what I mean? Like to me, yeah. you know, having a store is awesome, but then it's like, you got to do with, you know, deal with customer service, you know, yeah. and like other things that may, you know, employees and things yeah. that may come up, you know, so. So, so I'm just curious to know like the difference between the two and which one would you prefer and all that good stuff. Yeah. So like, I don't know when you're doing it, just online, like you don't have to really deal with anybody besides through messages, you know, but, uh, but the thing about brick and mortar is you kind of get to know people and you start getting those regulars. And especially if somebody like, if they specifically collect like Star Wars, you know, mm. You can always just call them and say, hey, I just got a bunch of Star Wars stuff in and, you know, 
most likely they're going to be there and you're going to make sales. So it's kind of like you get more of a, a good relationship with a lot of the customers. And um, like, as far as opening the brick and mortar store, like now I don't even go to the Goodwills. I don't do any hunting no more really besides it's all coming to you. Yeah. So like a lot of people just bring stuff in now. Um, Before when I was just doing online, like you have to put in the work, you have to go out there and find the stuff. We got Dustin in the building. Dustin, this is Derek. Derek, this is Dustin. What's up, Derek? Now, real quick, D, just to bring you up to speed, Derek owns a collectible store, like our Great Escape. In, uh, okay, Washington. okay. So, so we're just asking him some questions. So, um, we can hear you, bud. Okay. Okay. So you can we can hear you. Huh? Take it okay. a little, like, it's real loud. Just, just like, move it a little off to the side there. There you go. I just can't hear myself. It's weird. Okay. All right. Uh, but anyways, so you're just in time, Dustin, for the best, I would say one of the best segments on the show is the overrated, underrated segment where we ask Derek 10, 10 different things where he decides, if, in his opinion, if they're overrated or underrated. Some may mm-hmm. be reselling related. Some may not be reselling related. So I'm, I'm excited for this segment, Derek. The first one is, since you know, since you did reselling for a little bit full time, selling clothing online, overrated or underrated, my friend? Uh, I've done it, and personally, I'm just gonna say overrated. And I know there's a lot of clothing sellers out there. Uh huh. Respect you guys, but for me, I I can't do the measurements and you know the cleaning and dealing with the holes in the clothes and I, it's the whole measurements and everything is too much for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so, agree. Yeah. I agree. It's a lot of work and I respect everybody that sells clothing full time. Seriously. Yeah. I know just Dustin and I, unless it's something that's a Jersey, like sportswear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to like, even less it's, we don't get like our juices flowing. Like we would do like find something that's like, yeah. I don't know. What would you say D like something that's, I don't electronics or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just something that's like yeah. a lot cooler, you know? Right. So, bro, it, I would literally list like one clothing item in like 30 minutes and I can list like a whole bunch of video games. Yep. Oh, for sure. Video yeah. games. You can yeah, list like can in like three minutes, it feels like. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Because then you, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's the measurements and all that. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. takes a lot of time. But like you said, respect to the people that do For sure. the clothing. So uh, overrated, underrated. Derek, next topic: Star Wars. Oh man, I'm gonna get flamed for this, huh? Hey, that's why I put it on there. That's why I put it on there. I'm gonna honestly, I'm gonna say overrated. Okay. Don't get me wrong, I, I I like Star Wars. I have respect for it, but it's. I don't know. It's it's never really gotten me that crazy into it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's kind of overrated because I'm not a hardcore fan, but I, I do have a few Star Wars toys laying around, but that's just because I like the figures. But Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think once Disney bought that property, it's, I don't know, it got like, it's almost like that, uh, it got a little too mainstream. Oh, oh, a yeah. little. Yeah. I can see it. 
You know what I mean? It's like you wanted to be like that. I don't know what's that uh, meme where it's like you heard about the cool bands before they they were cool mm-hmm. kind of thing. Now you don't like them because they're cool. Yeah, so. still need that rated R Star Wars. I think it'll just bring back oh, everything. Yeah, Dustin brought up brought that up the other day. Man, we need a rated R Star Wars. If they made Mandalorian rated R, oh, oh. that I would agree. Be yeah, and that, that would be really do some work. All right, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's a great that's a great idea. That if is, they're listening to us, we yeah. thought of it first. Exactly. Yeah, then, then it'll be underrated at that point, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, maybe one day, one day, one day. So uh next topic, selling vintage toys, Derek. Overrated or underrated? I'm gonna say underrated. Honestly. I, I I know there's a lot of people that are doing it, but there's so much toys out there. Mm-hmm. And like like we get stuff in all the time where people like don't even know what they have and it's like you have like the rarest Master of the Universe figure sitting right here that you know. Mm-hmm. And there's other resellers out there that I know that are really into like just like Star Wars and they pass on like a lot of the other stuff and it's like, bro, you you know, there's still money out here. I see what you're saying. Yeah, everybody right now I think is like really into reselling like vintage t-shirts and video games. That's kind of like the info and the reselling is Mm -hmm. vintage t-shirts, video games, and there's there's a lot of stuff out there and a lot of money to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Do you sell any kind of vintage uh, shirts or anything having to do with you know the collectibles in your store? I personally don't. Uh, my nephew does. He's really into vintage t-shirts and clothing. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I tried selling it quite a few years back, but now it's like with the prices on everything, and mm-hmm. I, I just can't keep up. There's way too much stuff out there. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of info for sure. So, uh, so next question: Overrated, underrated, Derek? Sloppy Joe's. I'm gonna say underrated. I haven't had those I, in a minute. I know, I do. I love you, dude. So I could go for one now. It's yeah. like all I think of is like fourth grade me, the kid, like <laughs> you know, they only give you one, and you're like, oh man, I can really yeah. use another one. But they're like, oh, eat salad, you know. It's like and it uh, might or might not be real beef. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that Taco Bell, the beefy Taco Bell. I was telling Dustin that uh, a lot of the Taco Bell products they don't um, they don't put enough beef in their stuff to categorize as real beef. So that's why they like say it's like beefy burrito because they like uh, copyrighted the word beefy. So they'll say beefy chicken burrito because it's not, they can't say it's beef burrito because it's, it's not really enough mm-hmm. beef. It's interesting. Beef, you know? Everything's got a beefy taco or beef, beefy yeah. taco or beefy nacho. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So next, next one. Uh, and this is a good one because it pertains to you. Overrated or underrated? A brick and mortar store for your reselling business. I'm gonna say honestly, I'm gonna say underrated. I think it's really underrated. Um, because you know, selling online is great and everything, but there's a lot of like distributors out there. Oh. They won't give you an account unless you have a brick and mortar store. So, like having right. a brick and mortar, even if you have like a small little, tiny brick and mortar in the middle of nowhere, like 
especially for collectibles. If there's collectors out there, they'll find their way to get there no matter that's what. That's true. And Man, that's a great point. Yeah, and getting the access to you know certain distributors is can make a really big difference. Yeah. Dude, so, you know, of course you know this, but like Dustin and I, you know, we collect Pokemon cards and whatnot. So we always try to hit those restocks. And either we do or not or don't, but we see this one guy. If we see that one guy, we we know that it's going to restock because I think that the the um, whoever's restocking kind of gets like a you know like a little kickback from yeah. this guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Dustin and I were talking, to, and it was like, man, and we know this. This is what this guy does. He does it full time. You know, he goes to all the card shows and like sells it mm-hmm. and stuff. Sports, Pokemon, or whatever, right? So we're talking, we're like, at this point, if you're doing this full time like it is, it's like, why don't you like open up a store to where you get wholesale right. prices? Like it's yeah. just so dumb to pay retail for something that you're just gonna mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Too much work. It's too much work. It's too much work. So that's yeah. what we're talking about, you know, opening up. So next topic, and I actually drove by one of these today. So overrated, underrated, Golden Corral. <laughs> you might not even have any Golden Corrals over there. Oh, we wow. literally have one, and it opened up like a year ago, two years ago, like really? it opened right before the shutdown, which is funny. So, you ever been uh, to a Golden Corral? Yeah, I've been there two or three times. Okay, it's I've a been buffet. there once. It's a buffet. It's a buffet. I'm a big boy, so I gotta eat, but. I'm gonna say, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say overrated. It's good, but there's so many. Other, I'd rather go to like all you can eat sushi or something. Ooh, you know Ooh, that's dope, man. I bet you guys got some great sushi out there out west too. Uh, it depends where you go, dude. I bet it's better than here down south. You think so? I, I've never been hey, down. Here. I don't know. Yeah, I got. I mean. Considering Japan is where you know Asia's way closer over there than it is here, so mm-hmm. you know I, I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing it's be better. So overrated, underrated, Derek. Treasure hunts and super treasure hunt Hot Wheels. Oh, I'm gonna get flamed again. Yeah, um, we'll, get in, we'll get into this topic later on. But for some people that don't know what a tre- super treasure hunt and a treasure hunt for Hot Wheels is. Can you explain that a little bit to the people, Derek? So treasure hunts are kind of like a chase car in Hot Wheels. It's kind of like finding a, like a full art or a secret rare Pokemon. You know what I'm saying? So the treasure hunts, they're a little bit more common. It's like getting a, just a full art card. And then the super treasure hunts are like that secret rare, you know? So it's kind of, they're a lot harder to find. They're kind of random. Like you can go through 10 cases of Hot Wheels and, Still not find a super, but uh, the regular treasure hunts, um, they don't come in every case, but you get at least like an ID, an Hollow's ID car, or regular treasure hunt in every case. So it's kind of like um, almost like a reverse hollow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, okay, Pokemon terms, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good analogy there, yeah. And then the super kind of like you know. V Max or the better cards. Yeah. But to be honest, I'm going to say overrated. 
Overrated. Yeah, and I'm a Hollow collector too. Yeah, so we'll get into that because I know that, and I want to know more about this because I see you picking up these other Hot Wheels that are not Super Treasure Hunt, yeah. Super Treasure Hunt, and I'm like, man, I need to know which Hot Wheels to actually pick up, right? And the ones that are selling or the ones that people are collecting. So yeah. that's I need to talk to Derek about this because he's always picking up these, you know, picking up these Hot Wheels. So so we'll get into that here in a minute, but um. So next topic, overrated or underrated? I forgot I even put this on here. The show Friends. Oh, man. If my girl's watching this, she loves that show. But that show is so overrated. It's so <laughs> I really agree. Like, yeah. she loves watching it. And every time she puts it on, I'm like, all right, I guess it's time for bed. Ah, shit. I don't know. Like, it's. I guess it's a good show, but I think there's – other stuff I'd rather watch. Yeah, for sure. And Friends wouldn't be like a choice that I'd be like, oh, the Friends is on now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some people, they're... Die hard. Friend fiends. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, the next topic. Oh, she is watching. <laughs> <laughs> is she watching Friends right now? Congratulations on your engagement. Uh, Melody. It's Melody, right? Melody? Yeah. And here, that's fun. So overrated, underrated, Derek. Um, what did I put on here? Uh, I lost my spot. Okay, yeah. Selling on online platforms. So you uh, still sell on, like you know, eBay, Amazon, Facebook Marketplace. Do you sell on Etsy at all? I wouldn't think so. It would be like more of like a handmade kind of stuff. Yeah, right? I, mm-hmm. I tried when I was doing paintings and stuff, but I honestly got flagged. So oh. I got booted. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Etsy, yeah. Hmm. Didn't know that could happen on Etsy. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. <laughs> Did you know that Etsy actually just purchased uh, Depop for like, mm-hmm. like $2 billion or something like oh, that? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so they they probably saw that that you know that trend of that Gen Z you know picking up vintage clothes would would be a good oh Gen Z's position. Yeah, right. Are there any Gen Z's watching right now? Probably not. <laughs> There's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. So um, so overrated or underrated? Selling on online platforms. I'm gonna say underrated. There's so many people that hate on resellers and everything, and like if they were to just give it a try, it's like, why not make a little bit of extra income or make it your career? You know, it's yep. it's seriously work for yourself. You know, anybody can do it. Literally, anybody can do it. Got that right? Yeah. If they were considered that. scalpers, yeah, whatever you want to call it, that term. I get called a scalper all the time. It's pretty funny. Yeah, every day everybody's a scalper. Right? There's a d- difference between a reseller and a scalper. Like, there was, bro, there was one guy that was like hating on me on TikTok. He's like, "You're a scalper," and I was like, "Bro, how are we? Like, how are we scalpers?" He's like, "Cause you guys resell Hot Wheels." And I was like, "We're not going to the store and buying them all up." I was like, "We yeah, we have a distributor. Like the cases that we're opening up and putting in the store, mm-hmm. get those on wholesale." And he's like, "Yeah, but." You're you're still a scalper, and I'm like, how? <laughs> and he's like, because you don't. And he straight up said, you don't have a store. And I was like, do you watch my TikTok, bro? 
And I, I got and a I, store. Yeah, and I told him, I was like, okay, here's the difference between us and scalpers. I was like, scalpers get receipts. We get invoices. So if you really exactly. want to the game. That's, yep. hey, that's good. That's good right there. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. we don't get receipts. We get invoices. So sorry. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah, people don't understand that everything you purchase is being purchased from somewhere cheaper. Yeah. You yep. know, it's like. Yeah, the people, people. circle of life. I like to call yeah. it. I was like, bro, Walmart or Scalpers too. Then, yeah, for sure, doing on a bigger level. Mm-hmm. All right, Derek. So for the last overrated, underrated, and Dustin has not seen the latest one, but the Fast and uh, Furious franchise. Mm. Oh, man. I know that you just saw the new one, and for, before, you, before you give me an answer of the overrated, underrated. On the scale of one through ten, what did you give the new one? The new one, I'll give it an eight. An eight? I really okay. liked it. There were some things where I was watching. I'm like, are we still watching Fast and Furious? Yeah, it's like some, mm-hmm. what do you call it, some foreign identity type stuff. But then I was like, okay, but I don't know. I just enjoy going to the movies. So I agree. Yeah, that me yeah. too. Yeah, that's one of those movies that's like. I just want to have fun, you know. Yeah. I'm eating popcorn, you know. I'm just like, you know, it's a right. good like turn my brain off and enjoy and be entertained. Yeah. For me, it's the experience, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not too hard on movies. Yeah. So I give it a good seven. I liked it. It's not my favorite. I think the fifth one is my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Fast so, Five is like my all-time favorite. Yeah. Was that the bank? Was that the bank vault? Yeah. 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 That that yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. So, so overrated, underrated, Derek. Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm still gonna say overrated. Ooh, okay. It's close. It like teetered over, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like it's cool that they're still making them, but they should have stopped a long time ago. Yeah, but you know, the thing is too. Now that there's like a kid involved, like they can continue to make them like way down the road too. Yeah. Yep. You know. So. I no telling. I know they had a contract for ten, so I know yeah. there's one more. But oh, there's got to be. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't end it at nine. Mm-hmm. There's got to be one more, especially the way nine ended. So it's kind of like I don't want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're good. That, so, that very last. Go see it. Hey, Dustin, I'll see it again. So whenever you want to go, let me know. We can go together. Yep. That'll work. That very so, last thing, you're going to be like, really, really? Oh yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Dustin will have fun with it for sure. Dude, we just watched the movie, um, the Tomorrow War. With I want to watch Pratt, that. The one I watch this one. is that good? Dude, it was good. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about, Derek? It's like on Amazon Prime. No. Do you need to watch it? Yeah, prom. Watch it. What is it called? The Tomorrow War. It's got Chris Pratt. You'll see. It. It's all. It's you put on your Amazon Prime. You'll see it. You'll know. Yeah, they, they just released it, so yeah. it's fresh. Yeah. It's fresh. It's splattered everywhere. My other stuff right now. Yeah, it's good, man. It's a good movie. It's a. Uh, it's kind of sci-fi. So if you're into that, you know, it's it's pretty cool. So, uh, so that, so yeah, so that concludes our overrated, underrated. So, um, let's talk about let's talk about those Hot Wheels, Derek. All right. 
So give us the nitty gritty. So like if Dustin and I, we're at Walmart and we're like, okay, we're not going to be able to find any super treasure hunts or treasure hunts. But I see Derek picking up like GTRs and like Skylines and like different kind of, you know, cars. Like are those actually worth money or just like people just collect them, you know? Uh, they are. Um, because like right now, JDM cars are super popular. What is it? Uh, JDM cars. What is JDM cars? Japanese domestic market. So like oh, Japanese okay. cars. Yeah, so everybody's really hardcore into Japanese cars right now. So it's kind of like, you know, my first car when I was 15 was a Honda Civic. So I've always been into the whole, you know, Japanese cars and, you know, of course, Fast and Furious when I was a teenager. So, oh, yeah. You know, so I, ever since I started driving, I've nothing but owned Japanese cars. So that's why when it comes to Hot Wheels, like the GTRs, the Supras, all the Nissan, Honda, Toyota stuff, I would buy them because I got a huge love for, you know, the Japanese cars. Now, do those have, like, any kind of, like, resale value? Like, if I buy them for a dollar, can I, like, flip it for, like, five to ten or, like? Uh, some, of, some of them, yes. Um, uh, usually there really isn't too much on the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're getting into just reselling Hot Wheels, I'd say if you're looking for, like, you want to look for the Supers. That's where the money's at. The Super like, Treasure Hunts? Or the yeah, super but they're so hard to find. Yeah. Okay. There's so much competition. So... Usually with like the Japanese cars, you know, a lot of guys, you know, they'll pay a couple extra dollars for the car. Gotcha. You know, so if you're getting it for a dollar on average, you'll be able to sell it for three to five, depending on the car. So it's not a, you're not going to get crazy rich off of it, you know, but uh, honestly for me, it's just the hunting really. Nice. (laughs) What year is that Honda Civic? I got a 94 Civic hatchback. Nice. So, are you doing uh, anything to it or just chilling? It's just sitting right now. It's a project car. I got the motor swap sitting, you know, someday, hopefully, to get swapped in there. But right now, it's kind of rotting, like my family says. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I heard that. Hey, it's all about time, right? Right. It's got to have that time. So, uh, okay. So, we talk about Hot Wheels. So what about so these super treasure hunts? You know, we talked about how they're chases or whatever. Yeah. So to identify it, what would be? I know it's like that little flame logo that's on the car. You got one right here. Look at this man. <sighs> Luckily, let me see if I can make you big right here. Can I do it? Okay. So for the super treasure hunts, let me see. If, do I have it right there? I got some regular hot wheels too. Yeah. Hot wheels there you go. That's an old one. Okay. So here's like a regular Hot Wheel. Okay. And you can see. And then, is that a red line? I see a red line. No. So this, it just has a red around the rim. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you to identify supers, uh, you want to look at the tires. You can kind of tell that this one just has like solid plastic tires. Okay. And then if you look at like the back of the cardboard in this, oh, there it is. In like this area, uh huh. See how there's like nothing back there? Uh huh. So this is a regular Hot Wheel. So the difference between the Super 
is if you look at the tires, see how it has like treads on there? A little texture to it. Yeah. yeah. So these actually have rubber tires compared to the plastic ones. Hmm. And then if I can get to the back. But if you look, it's hard to tell. See how there's writing. Oh, there? yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then there will be a gold flame that says, or, you know, a little gold flame in the back. And they is usually there, come with is like there any a, flame on the actual car or just uh no. So dang, okay. That's a dope one. Yeah, that was nice. If you kind of do like research of like what the new cars are out, like there's a bunch of guys on YouTube and stuff that are showing what the new super is, so you can kind of know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then um like when this one came out, it was a completely like different color from the other regular ones that came out oh okay pretty, pretty easy to spot so so they're also like different colors yeah they usually do like a more premium paint job on the supers um sometimes I mean, so a car would just have like a flat paint or like just a regular metallic and then the super i have like some crazy anodized type looking paint nice but, uh, are, they, do they, are they still like a dollar or they're like premium yeah they're still a dollar Okay. That's so, crazy. Yeah, so you can literally find them with the regular ones. But they're worth, searching. They're probably yeah. worth like what's that one? Uh, I'm sure you don't know off the top of your head what it would be worth, but usually uh super treasure hunts range anywhere from thirty five dollars up to a few hundred, a couple hundred dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. It just depends on you know the how the desire for it from the collectors. And that's because they're, you know, more scarce, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. So, man, yeah, we'll be digging forever trying to look for it. I've only found one. You never found one out in the wild? I've only found one in the wild. Really? Yeah. Because in my area, um, a lot of the guys are up at right when the store is open. So, a lot, like, if you really want to get the hot wheels you want you got to be there like six in the morning when the store's open hmm. and it's literally a race and where did you find it was it like at a walmart? Target. what is it at target target okay yeah. okay so it was, it was pretty random i actually found it in the middle of the day oh wow yeah. okay and it was that was it that car right there the yeah it was that one. Road? Oh, dang that's a cool one yeah yeah Next, awesome. time, next time we'll be looking for some uh dustin we'll we'll do a youtube now we know what to do yeah so for sure so uh next next topic here uh derek i see your videos all the time on tiktok and you you know you told me it's like hey man you need to buy one of these cars so the, so it's like rc drift cars or like explain that to me like actually what they are uh, so RC drift car is just a small scale of like a real drift car. Okay. So, you know, instead of spending tens of thousands of dollars on, you know, a real drift car that, you know, you can kind of get in trouble with if you're not at the track, this one, it's, you know, cheaper and you can do it in your house or your driveway garage. It's just, it, it's like entertainment, you know? another hobby that's just okay. get together with your buddies and drift around cones and you know make little TikToks like you're doing fast and furious. Yeah, it's dude, just, I mean, yeah. awesome. And it's like a whole subculture, right? Like there's like shows and different 
So, like, yeah, in our area, we used to, before COVID, we were hosting, like, kind of like, we called them drift nights. Where, like, everybody in the area, we just invite them, like, hey, you guys want to come to us? You know, we'd do it at, like, a, what was it? There was a local garage where they would kind of clear out their bays and let us drift there at night. That's but, awesome. Yeah, so we'd literally just, like, host, like, free events there for the people in the area, like, come on, drift with us. But, um... Ever since the whole COVID thing, we kind of had to stop all the gatherings and everything. Yeah. So hopefully soon we can get it back. It was fun. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Yeah. So tell us about, like, say, okay, so I'm going I'm going to Reckless Hobbies and Collectibles, right? I go up to the counter. I'm like, okay, Derek, I want one of these. I saw it on TikTok. I want one of these cards. Like, what what do I need? Like, what do – is it, like, a kit? Do I have to buy, like, the base? Yeah. And then the tires or like what it like what's the whole like thing like how, how do we even buy any of these things it's kind of like you can do what you want we always tell everybody it's better to get like a ready to run kit so everything's already put together you literally just get a battery charger charge it up and then go play um they do sell other kits where you can actually like build the car from like the ground up so wheels tires motors esc like everything kind of you know do custom parts and all that stuff but it, it can get you know if you really go down that rabbit hole it can get really expensive very fast. yeah what is like a ready to ride kit go for uh for like a, a good one uh they're right around like 500 dollars. dang that's yeah. crazy so what is like a bad one like if i'm like hey man i don't want to spend a lot of money i just want to see if i'm like they're not bad so like you know like the cheap ones from like Walmart, you know like they're good. Oh, so that you can buy them at Walmart. Yeah. So I know the like they make a Fast and Furious one. It's like forty dollars. You know, okay. uh, the thing is the difference between like hobby grade and like the toy grade mm -hmm. is uh, the toy grade. If something breaks, there's no part support. Oh. So you'd have to like if something does break on there, you pretty much have to get another car. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, so like over time, if if it lasts you a week, a year, once it breaks, you just have to get another one. Mm. Versus like hobby grade, they actually make parts. So if you slam a wall really hard and you know break a, a arm or something like that, they sell just the arm for a couple dollars. Oh, really? So, yeah. So like you're investing more money up front, but you can have that car forever and just keep repairing it like a real car. Like anytime something breaks, the parts are usually cheap, a couple dollars, like. Three to five dollars, and you can fix the car. So it's not bad. Hmm. Like a one-time investment, and then just keep, you know, keep the same car, and just keep running it, running it, running it. Nice. So it's like the parts that you buy, and these are like real rubber tires that you like. How often do you have to like replace stuff like that? Uh, so the ones we use for drift are actually hard plastic tires. Oh, okay. Slide and everything, uh, but you can put rubber tires on there. It's just going to be a lot harder to drift, but that's if that you just sense. get good traction and just run it pretty fast, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. I bet they're heavy because they got to, you know, drift and stuff, right? Like, I don't, I still understand. I don't understand how, like, a RC car can, like. Uh, the ones we have are actually really light. <laughs> like, well, I think, like, five pounds, roughly. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. They're not too heavy. Yeah. So you just gotta like hit it right with the control and just let it. Yeah, the plastic out. tires are just gonna automatically kind of spin for you. So from there, it's just kind of like 
you know, giving good acceleration and then just counter steering to get you where you want to go. Oh, okay. It's, it's literally like real, like drifting a real car, but just smaller. Yeah. I gotcha. So let's say like Dustin and I, we'll go to like a yard sale, right? And we we see these like I don't know you know, these drift parts or whatever. It's like, what are some brands? Like, what's something that someone can go to a yard sale and say, okay, I know this costs money. You know, like the base of it, maybe the remote, maybe like certain parts that go on it. Like, have you ever seen anything like that? Like, what, what costs money in the car so we know that we can buy it and flip it online if we happen to come across it? Yeah, usually if you're getting anything that's from like one of the main hobby-grade companies... If you're getting it cheap enough, there's always money in there. Uh, so big RC companies would be like Traxxas, Losi, uh, Team Associated. Uh, there's Tamiya. Uh, in, the, in the drift side, there's MSP, Yokohama, uh, Sakura. So those are like the big names. Uh, usually when you're seeing stuff like at garage sales, it's like Tyco or, you know, you can, you can kind of tell the toy grade ones versus the hobby ones. Just just by the way the plastic feels and everything. Okay. Traxxas. Tim's into that stuff too, Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So our other brother-in-law, he, he's 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 gotten. I wouldn't say like the drift ones, but like the trucks yeah. and stuff. You know. Yeah. I know the batteries can go for quite a bit, like the Traxxas batteries, like just by themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. We got our boy uh, Boozer on here. He says, which one of y'all is fast and which one of y'all is furious? We're a little bit of both. We're all fast and furious. Yep. I like to go fast. Right. So, uh, well, that that's all really good info there, Derek. So we know that, uh, you know, those brands are good to look out for. Yeah. So, like, can you change out, like, I don't know, the body of them? So, like, say one day I'm, I got – a charger Toretto car, and then the next day I got like a skyline on there. Yeah, so like especially in the drip cars, the bodies are interchangeable. So oh, sweet. You can buy like one drift car and then have like 10 different bodies and have pretty much like 10 different cars. So one day you want to drift a GTR, the next day you can drift a Supra. Wish real cars were like that. Yeah, you can drift a Lexus the next day, so it's kind of it's pretty cool. You can just swap the bodies out. Yeah, that is cool. Okay, that that's that's really good info because mm -hmm. I've always wondered, you know, because I know that stuff's not cheap, no. you know, and especially I'm sure a lot of people are trying to find, you know, things like probably like bodies, like secondhand, you know, things like that. So that's all good info. So Derek, this is our last question, and guys, make sure to follow Derek on all his socials. The, the, the all of the info is down there in the description. We have his Facebook, his TikTok, his Instagram. So and his website. We got your website down there as well. What is MySpace on there? Oh, nice. Yeah. Got MySpace. Yeah. No, we don't have a MySpace down there. Ah. Oh, so, got that one. Only so Derek, for someone, um, <laughs> for someone that buys and sells stuff at the brick and mortar store, what are some of the craziest things? that you've seen come through your store that people are just like, man, I you know, like you were mentioning earlier, it's like, Hey, the grandma comes in. It's like, Hey, I have all these uh, master of the universe figures. How much are they? Can I get cash for them or whatever? Like, what are some of the things that you've seen that you're like, man, this is worth 
hundreds of dollars, if not thousands. It's it's kind of crazy. Like there was stuff pre-COVID that would come in, and we're like, oh, it's really not worth that crazy amount. And then now, like after the collection boom, it's like, man, if that card collection came back in, I'd definitely buy it. You know. Mm. So like, uh, we've seen everything from like shadowless Charizards coming in. Um, not first edition shadowless, but just shadowless. You know. Yeah, that's still that's still. Uh, We've had some people bring in like some Star Wars figures that are uh, what is it the last seventeen figures, and yeah, some of those figures alone are like two hundred fifty three hundred dollars a piece. Wow! Yeah, so like somebody comes in with a box of Star Wars toys, you know, on average Star Wars toys go anywhere from anywhere from a few dollars to like fifteen dollars loose, but you know at the bottom of that box of toys mm. is that one figure that's like three hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's we've seen, you know, just like that, some last seventeen Star Wars figures come in. Um, what else? We see we've had people try to bring us Beanie Babies. <laughs> oh, Beanie Babies! Yeah. Oh man, we had one lady literally like she got so mad. People uh, just don't get it. They don't get yeah. it. Yeah, one lady it. telling us that she had her Beanie Baby collection. We're trying to tell her it wasn't worth anything, and she was pretty uh, upset about that. Oh, man. Uh, I bought a collection of Masters of Universe where it had uh, the King figure. I forgot his name, but he's a really expensive Masters of Universe figure. Like sometimes his crown alone, if you just have the crown, can go anywhere from fifty to one hundred dollars. Wow! Oh, dang. So yeah, I didn't even see him at the bottom of the bin. Like I was going through the stuff, and the guy's like, he told me the price. I forgot how much he wanted for it. And I was like, yeah, I'll buy it. And then when I was finally going through it, I was just like, oh, this is the bottom. And it was it was him with the crown. I was just like, oh, geez. That's the best. Yeah, that was awesome. That that, that kind of brings up, uh, you know, I don't I don't have this on my notes, but you know, for just negotiation skills overall. Like, what does that look like for someone, you know, that owns, you know, that buys and sells stuff like that, people bringing in stuff? Are they, um, you know, do you ask them and say, hey, how much do you want for it? Or do you look the stuff up? You know, say, you know, the, uh, the Star Wars figures that the lady brought in, like, do you just say, hey, I'll give you $100 for this or 50 bucks for it? Yeah. Not knowing what's in it or, like, how do you go about determining the value of something when someone brings it in. I usually ask the people how much they want for it. That's like the first thing. Like you can tell a lot by, you know, if you're really going to buy it or not, by just how much they want. Okay. Like there's some people where they'll come in and they'll have like, you know, you know, let's say like they have, we've had somebody that had hot wheels that are literally worth like a dollar a piece and they wanted like $1,500 for like, you know, five hundred dollar hot or five hundred Hot Wheels, and it's like you want three dollars a piece when like we're probably they're gonna sit in our dollar bin for years, you know? Yeah. You tell them like it's you know they're not worth that much just because they're from the nineties and they think mm-hmm. first edition they're really not nothing special, you know? So it's kind of we always ask them like kind of get a feel for them like where are they at? Because. Uh, that person that comes in with something that's maybe worth a hundred dollars and they want a thousand dollars and it's just like okay I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna break somebody's heart today you know yeah yeah 
I bet that happens a lot, right? Because it really does. It, it happens more than you know than you would think. Yeah, because a lot of that stuff, you know, holds a lot of sentimental value. Yeah, you're bringing it in because they they're thinking that you're the expert or yeah, pre you know. No, a little bit of knowledge, or they think just because it's old, it's worth something, yeah. and they don't think it's mass produced. To... And then we do get a lot of people that look their stuff up before they come in. And they look at the 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 not the solds, but yeah, what's on there, yeah. So like one person will be like, "Oh, um, I want to sell this to you know, just for an example." I saw it listed on eBay for a hundred dollars, and you're like, "Okay," and then you show them like we'll show them the solds. Like this is the most recent sold ones. They're like, you know, that car you think is a hundred dollars is actually worth twenty. Yeah, and they're like. And then we're like, okay, so how much do you want for it? And they're like, well, I want $20. And it's like, uh, it's not how it works. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, we can give you, based on how, like, desirable that car is, then we give you a percentage, you know, because we still have to make our ends, too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, that's what a lot of people have problem understanding is they see that something, you know, is worth $20 that they're going to get the $20 by coming into a, a store that, resells i see yeah yeah you give them more like if they want like store credit you know if say they want yeah. cash or store credit you give yeah, them if they want to trade we definitely do give them more um but like as far as like cash options you know it's kind of we still have to factor in that you know we have overhead yeah and we have mm -hmm. to pay ourselves you know we're not in the business to work for free to make them money so exactly you know, it's either we can give you, you know, this amount, or you can sell it yourself on eBay, and, you know, and do all the yeah, exactly do the work, and you know, but then they'll find out shipping and fees will get them there, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what we yeah. tell them. People always forget about that for sure. Yeah. So Derek, we're right at an hour, so we do appreciate you coming on. So for the last question of the day, Derek, for someone that may be considering reselling online either full-time or part-time or even if they're in position to where they say hey you know like you were talking about earlier i want to start let's say i want to start selling hot wheels i'm done i'm done with you know going to stores and buying it i want to open up my own store buy wholesale they're thinking about you know doing it but they may have you know maybe scared or whatever like what's some advice that you can give them or like what's some like you know things that you've learned along the way, you know, that you could want to give yourself if you were just starting off, you know, like all that good stuff. Uh, I would say like, just take the leap, honestly, just do it. As long as like, I always said, if you're making enough reselling on the side to pay all your bills and be, you know, comfortable, then quit the job and put that time you're putting at your other job into this and you, mm -hmm. You know, you get there. You actually get a lot further. Yeah. So if you if your side income is able to take care of all your bills and everything, and you know, you're not going to be even if you're not rich or anything. But that eight hours you're putting at that job, you, if you were to put that eight hours into that side hustle, like you you probably flourish way more than you could at the job. You know, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's just not on top of it really. But I always tell everybody just take the leap. Just try it, you know. Let's just try it. Yeah, just go for it. What's the worst having? Just get another job, you know. It's true. It's true. 
It's an employee's market right now. Yeah, you can literally get a job anywhere right now. Yeah. Now now they're giving crazy sign-on bonuses, too. (laughs) McDonald's is like a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Yeah, they're literally building like a Taco Bell down the street from my house. And I think the starting, just for like a starting team member is like 15-something. I'm like... That's crazy. When the minimum wage become 15-something? Where was that when I was in high school? Right? Right. It's Ball. like nine dollars an hour minimum yeah. wage. Yeah. Could you imagine if we made that much in high school? We'd have like I, cars on spinners and just buying stupid. That's stuff. why you see all these kids driving new like new cars because they make like fifteen twenty bucks an hour in high living, school. Living at home, yeah. Yep. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. So Derek, thank you so much for coming on, bro. I do appreciate it. One of the friends of the channel for sure. So you guys again. If you guys want to follow him on his socials, they are listed down below. And yeah, Derek, thanks, thanks again, man. I know the time difference is crazy. Like, what time is it over there right now? It is seven twenty-one. Three, three hours. Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah. So guys, thank you so much for everyone jumping on. I do highly, we do highly appreciate it. And like always, follow us on all of our social media Mm -hmm. platforms, TikTok. Uh, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube and follow and subscribe to our podcast this week in resale. Yep. So, uh, you got anything else, D? I don't. It's been a long weekend. Oh yeah, sure. real long weekend. It was yep. good. Did you get that pull up? Yeah, it's in progress. It's filling up right now. Ooh, okay. So, we we'll swimming in a couple of days, maybe tomorrow. Go. We'll see. Nice. Well, again, Derek, thank you so much, brother. I do appreciate it, my friend. Thank you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys later. We'll catch you guys on. The flip side. See y'all. Peace. Peace.